0: Hi I'm Tully. Hi I'm Tony. And we're book lovers who
1: are lazy. We are back again we're, yeah we're back to talk about the same books we always talk about but in a different way <laughs> in a different context <laughs> so
0: I finally finished Akamath sweet and um you know when I went off on that big rant about it I don't know last <laughs> ep- I don't even know whatever episode it was last episode as for the people that will be hearing this <laughs> And I was like, no, I'm not vibing on it. She did a 180 on the characters, blah, blah, blah. I was truly satisfied at the end. And all of it made sense. It all made sense.
1: Yeah, okay. And
0: I just, I love it so much. I really, really love it. The first book, it's all right. The second one, oh my God, the characters are just so good. And the storyline is so good. And it, it surprised me says so she's completely forgiven for changing everything. You're like on board Because now. it all makes sense. I did okay. not have faith in her. Um, because I honestly had very little respect for the books going into them.
1: Mm. As I you don't think- know with a popular series. You do never know. And
0: people just say, oh, it's just fairy smart. So I was like, yeah. oh, it's it's not going to have a storyline or whatever. To be honest, it, even though it says on the second one, and I went and, me and you discussed about New Adult... The spicy stuff in this book probably could have got away with YA, to be honest. Okay. I think people were completely underrating the actual plot. Interesting. Because, oh my God, it was just so, yeah, it left. When it ended, I just, I, I wanted to pick up the next one straight away, but I was like, no, I've got others I need to read I- Okay, that's good. I'm excited. I been thinking I... about it all day. The ending, I was just like, I need to know what happened. I need the. I need to read the next yeah. one. Like the characters, I'm just not ready to have a break from them.
1: Okay, that makes me feel better. But about going like whole hog and just buying all of them. No, honestly, <laughs> I
0: am so not even pleasantly surprised. I am so surprised. I it is not at all what I thought it would be, and I'm so invested, and it's actually really really good and in no way what I thought I was going to have I thought it was just going to be I don't know kind of like just pop mush like yeah but no I uh I did that you know when you do the how many pages can I read in an hour yeah for TikTok I did it when I was reading the book yesterday and I just have a video of me crying during a whole <laughs> chapter <laughs> <laughs>
1: post the video of my, me crying I am an ugly crier I was like I can't I just can't <laughs> <laughs> no I'll,
0: I I just I can't wait for you to read it now because actually right. it's, I think it's so much better than people give it credit for I know it's a popular book but I think people give it credit for the
1: wrong thing mm.
0: I think the series is is better than what people praise it for I think
1: sometimes it's potentially people posting about it because it's popular who Mm. maybe actually haven't read it yeah I wouldn't be surprised if that does happen yeah yeah I don't I am really surprised me because I only make my to be read 10 books at a time because otherwise it's just it's too scary yeah and I think after Starless Sea I was going to read Midnight Midnight Library oh another good book I think you'll go through that quite quickly Yeah, and then I think I'm to the end of the last 10 I made, Mm. like I decided I was going to do. So they could be bumped up the list, I don't know. Depends how much you like the other ones now you're reading them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I really want to pick up the next one now, but I do like my monthly TBRs. And whilst Mm. I am a mood reader, so I do quite often deviate, I'm doing really well following it this month, so I'm determined to... All right try and complete it but it will be the first thing I pick up next month
1: <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how you do that like I'm so impatient yeah when I read Shatter Me I read it in like the whole thing in about five days and uh, there's a lot of books in that series yeah
0: you should I used to always uh, read a series in one go but I found for some reason I quite like spacing them although the Six of Crows in Crooked Kingdom and the Shadow and Bone series I didn't space them I just, yeah you
1: through them. I'm very happy <laughs>
0: I just converted. Yeah, I would actually say so far, do not hold me to this because obviously I haven't finished the trilogy. So far, I would say like, this is on par with The Six of Crows, perhaps. Oh, okay. That is strong. It is surprising. But let me finish the trilogy yeah. because only last week I was saying about how much I didn't like it. So. Yeah. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. It's such a, oh, it's just got so many tropes in it that I love, but like good tropes like found, okay. found family
1: and stuff like that you know like sucker for found family yeah. <laughs> oh, oh just yeah okay so should we introduce to the people what we're doing this week what's our yeah, theme 100 <laughs> okay so this week's topic is our top five fantasy series. Is it is i know that the plural of series is like just series and then you have to like imagine the apostrophe feels weird to say so I'm going to keep saying series is is, is and just deal with it Series, is... <laughs> no, so, series.
0: no "series is 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 more correct that is what I will teach my son series because is, 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 is.
1: it's an imaginary apostrophe and it pisses me off I am um, have one character in my story whose name ends in s Oh. I like, don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I have much regrets now. I am posting another extract from my story on the blog. Oh my God, when? I think it comes out tomorrow in our time, 17th of August for everyone else. Oh my God, I'm <laughs> totally
0: going to check that out because I really enjoyed the first one.
1: The opening scene. Yeah. Was that the opening scene? The, re-written. Oh, is that the one that's coming out tomorrow is the opening. Yeah. I'm very nervous about it. So if you guys hate that's it, don't say it. Don't tell me if you don't like it. I just, I don't want to know. (laughs) Do you have, like,
0: uh, character sheets of, like, each individual character with, like, a breakdown of them or anything like that?
1: Kind of, because... In your head. I I don't like planning or outlining. I really hate it. Hmm. However, during editing, I found out my main characters had about six different eye colours. Oh, yeah, that happens sometimes, yeah. So, um. I since went back and made them because I was like, I need to think this through. And also I had, I did have a lot of characters because of like, obviously I'm white middle class and a lot of my characters were white middle class characters. And I was like, right, you need to, you can't, this isn't good enough. So I had to go back and have a think about it as well. It's the kind of thing you would complain about in a book. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay, this isn't good enough. I know I started writing it years ago etc etc but like now i'm rewriting mm. i'm like right you need to pay attention to these kind of details because they're important
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: so hopefully i've <laughs> I've tried to make sure that there is a little bit all the colors of life and all the all the people of life so representation for lgbtq as well <laughs>
0: i've tried i'm very excited about that part <laughs> Yeah.
1: so obviously instead of just Writing my own little narrow world that I know. <laughs> the fantasy elements. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that's that's if you guys look at the blog, it's
0: there. <laughs> um, what's the blog address, please? Mm.
1: Well, there's no point me saying it because no one can spell my name. <laughs> <laughs> you, you it realize i'm spelling my name. Like that time when I was. <laughs> <generation>. <laughs> well, if you guys want to try, right? Maybe this is like. <laughs> Maybe Google will help you because none of you are going to be able to spell my name. It's Antonia Bernardin com. Like, you're not going to find it. <laughs> yeah, it's in our link tree on our uh, Instagram, the Lazy Book Lovers Instagram, which you should all follow, please. Okay, right. Topic. Let's do this.
0: All right. Do you think that we've got some crossover ones?
1: I have a strong suspicion. So I'm going to go with what I think our crossover will be. Go on. Six of Crows. Grishaverse, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, it a Grisha Grishaverse.
1: So, yeah, definitely. It's... Um, oh, my God, like... <laughs> so, I'll try and do a, a really rubbish summary of Six of Crows. So, Six of Crows is set in the Grishaverse, like, world. This particular book series is set in Ketterdam. It follows the... Oh, What's the name of the, the gang they're in? The Crows? Some Crows, Crows? Yeah. Yeah, they're just the Crows. Crows? I think so. Yeah. So it follows that particular gang that they in the area they live in. It's kind of like almost sort of Amsterdam y, but medieval y. <laughs> it's kind of, they have a, a huge red light brothel district. Everything kind of goes there. Lots of gambling, et cetera. And there's lots of gangs, and it opens with the Crows gang. Headed by it. Kaz and Inez, who we love. Um, <laughs> it switches points of view between, I think it switches between Kaz, Inez, Jesper. Oh, I yeah. think we have some from Nina's as well, some from Matthias's point of view. And then it obviously goes back. Yeah, and it does, does like, various flashbacks as, well as well to kind of build the story. So you've got the people who are in the gang, it kind of opens with them doing a heist, sort of like, like a heist kind of thing. and then they decide to go on a bigger heist which is breaking someone out of a big jail in another country and then they recruit other people to help them and it's all about the big heist they do but there's lots of politics going on involved with the heist and who they are heisting because it's a person and this person has invented something which is quite dangerous and affects the magical people in their world affects the Grisha people who can do, who've access to various powers that are to do with the elements and stuff like that. So yeah, and that's the first one. And then the second book kind of follows the aftermath, that people get betrayed, then there's schemes and stuff. It's found family, like oh. criminal, heisty, <laughs> fantasy, like it is a all lot of good,
0: like... All the good buzzwords, isn't it? Like found family, <laughs> heist,
1: fantasy. Uh, enemies to Lover with Nina and Matthias. And then we've got, like, slow burn relationship with Kaz um, everything. someone else, because I'm going to keep that mysterious, because I I think that might be a spoiler. So there's Kaz and another character have a slow burn romance. Yeah. And, and that- there's, there's
0: some LGBTQI plus.
1: I, Q.
0: Like A, I think. A, is the- a plus, thank you. Um, I was like, asexual doesn't begin with, ace doesn't begin with I, does it? representation yeah.
1: I think Jesper who's the guy Jesper likes Wylan Wylan is I think he is, they don't actually explicitly say but I think he is gay but it's just kind of treated as like it's not a thing in this no, universe it's just no. like people like who they like yeah and then um, Wylan has
0: dyslexia is it dys- is- yeah, I think so they don't obviously oh. use those words yeah but I think, I think it's dyslexia because Lee Bardugo is dyslexic, isn't she? So she wanted to have a character that was, like, her.
1: Well, that's why Ka- um, Kaz has got a cane, because she has a cane. Mm.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was so
1: important to her to have, like, a main fierce character um, who is feared, um, like, but also it isn't it isn't, like, a secret, like, that they can't talk about the fact he's got a cane and that he has, like, to use his words, he's crippled. Yeah, yeah that's not the that's not the pc term to use that's what they use in the book now, that's so. a quote <laughs> yeah it's just
0: such a good duology and then obviously it ties into the grecian verse as a whole so mm-hmm. there's the shadow and bone trilogy which is set how long did we work it out it was like a year before or something
1: I yeah it's really soon before we were surprised it's less than 10 years for sure like five years or something yeah um and then there's the
0: i don't know what the next part is what the duology is called together or, or is it a trilogy
1: the rule of wolves one yeah um, one I, oh, I cannot pull that out of the shelf right, I will google it the series, that's the rule of wolves king of scars
0: yes yeah, so I don't know what that's called as it's sort of yeah thing. I can't
1: um that shelf is so packed I can't actually pull things out
0: oh it's just called the With king of Gars duology okay so and then that follows a different character and then she's got a new book coming out right
1: yeah she's got a new geology coming out
0: and then she's got Um, a new coming out
1: oh it's not in my amazon wishlist yet actually
0: yeah and it's all she's just built such a wonderful world and there's Mm. so much she can tell with it it's just amazing
1: it's like there is she explores important topics like prejudice and stuff but with like with the different contexts of it being like Grecia's being discriminated against and stuff like that yeah. and different countries rather than sort of falling back on real world examples but she still kind of talks about it yeah was- and
0: then she has a few sort of companion novels that have short stories and stuff that are just mm-hmm. as brilliant and I found that the short story I don't know if you've read this I've got them, but I haven't read them <laughs> in a shocking time <laughs> i found they're really really good they're like they really make you think they their stories are really she doesn't have to build much around it they just kind mm-hmm. of really focus on a topic that makes you really really think
1: but it's set in the grisha verse well, all of those books are quite kind of it's sort of like oh fun fantasy heisty and then there's like really kind of deep moments where you're like oh you didn't need to get to me like that
0: yeah, I mean the Shadow and Bone trilogy. The Darkling is based on her abusive ex and stuff like that.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, so a lot of the stuff he does is is stuff that people actually experience in the real world and what she went through as well.
1: Yeah. Manipulative um, relationships. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I just it's just such a great universe. I I only experienced it a few months ago because I decided to start it before the TV show. Um, yeah.
1: and I am so sad that I didn't start it sooner but I'm definitely making up for it <laughs> yeah, I, follow the, I follow the author on Instagram and you know you just tell someone who loves what they do yeah that's yeah. like the world she's made like she did um after the, they'd announced like the, the special that like they were doing the series and that the trailer came out, she was like, I can finally post about this on Instagram. Yeah. Um, she was like, and there's a picture of her. They made her own caftan. Yeah. You know, the thing where they made her own one that had its own special lining to do Isn't, with, being
0: like... She's in the um, background of something, right? I haven't watched the show. Her,
1: her actual robe outfit is, like, supposed to represent like someone who can weave words and stuff. Mm, so they awesome. did that especially for her and she spent a day on set and like
0: oh I saw that video when she was meeting all of the characters and she was just so happy to meet them all.
1: They're so spot on to the to the descriptions in the book that like, they get it so so right that like that, that that must be so weird. I can't imagine that like seeing something you wrote come to life. I cannot even begin.
0: And in a good way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: Again, we've discussed it, before authors that have had stuff come to life that they don't want to talk about.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like they because they did it so right, and they do the characters like they change a lot, when they do the characters justice. Um, and yeah,
0: oh, I just I think as long as they're still well-rounded characters, and the core of them is the same, it doesn't matter if you change a few things.
1: Like, oh, Jesper as well. They get Jesper so. Right, I can't wait for them to have Wylan. Did you see they released images of the the actor they've got playing Wylan. Um I saw that they had. I hadn't looked at who it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah they... Oh, sorry. They've I'm been probably. renewed.
0: They've been renewed for season two. Uh-huh. Know, so they've, yeah,
1: yeah. I think I tagged you in the author's Instagram post about. Yeah, that.
0: yeah. You did. Yeah, yeah. Which is very oh. exciting. So yeah, basically, give it a try if you. Let's read it. <laughs> It's a, it's a YA, we didn't mention that, but it.
1: And it's high fantasy because it's set. High fantasy, in YA, its own mode, yeah.
0: But it, it doesn't hold, because, because, you know, don't think that because it's a YA, it holds back on the topics it goes into because it does not at all.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, and everything with, like, Kaz's history is just done so well, and, like, his PTSD, mm-hmm. all of that is just so well done. Like, Inez's past as well. Like what she went through, it's just oh, it's all handled so well. Kaz gave me
0: Lock Lamora vibes, who's from the Gentleman Bastard series. Okay, but that's a grim dark series, so it's it's quite
1: different. <laughs> but I mean, it, Kaz- it gave me Kaz- kind of similar vibes. Yeah, I mean, Kaz's whole backstory is very dark. His whole vibe is very very dark. He is grim dark as a person. Yeah, it's yeah,
0: just, he is surrounded by people. Like Nina, who wants to eat waffles, and
1: yeah, like oh. people who uh, have also been through. It. The thing is, they've all been through like horrible situations, yeah. and they're all young in the book. I did them all very differently. Yeah, because so they're all like I think they're between seventeen and nineteen. All the characters. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. the oldest is maybe twenty. Yeah, and but that is talked about. Like I think Anesh think does it in her one of her chapters. Mm. She does the whole like we're just kids yeah
0: they literally are going they're they're just kids and they don't actually talk that much older either even though they've been through a lot because some authors are like oh they've been through so much so they're gonna talk like they're 40 no no. yeah they're still children
1: although until they explicitly say Kaz's age I definitely didn't think he was as young as he was I thought he might be about 19 I was thinking mid-20s Oh, okay. because he's like so res- respected by the other kind of kids in the mm. gang in the house they live in and stuff. And obviously, he had such a high position mm. until they explicitly say how old he is. I didn't, I thought he was like, yeah, mid 20s. Mm. Yeah,
0: he easily could have been, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I think that's where we overlap. Definitely. So, since that was both of our ones, do you want me to do my number two? Yeah, go on. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think you'll see this coming, our Porson series yeah such.
0: Um, I've only read the first trilogy obviously yeah. there's more so yes the one I've read is is that the old kingdom or is that what the entire world is called
1: the whole world is called the old kingdom the original trilogy I don't think this is the official name but it, this is what it calls if you google it it's called the Abhorsen series yeah that's what I refer to it as yeah Abhorsen is the last book in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then I think there is about a 10-year gap between that and the next book. So there's a prequel book called Clariel. Yeah. goes into a bit of the history of the Old Kingdom and how things ended up the way they did when we start the books in um, Sabriel. Mm-hmm. And then Golden Hand is for after, I think. Oh, yeah, because
0: it- that's the one that I'm like, why is your name so weird? I know... That it's a character. And then it's got an even weirder one next, right?
1: Oh, I forgot there's another one coming out. Even though someone someone actually told us that on Instagram, didn't they? You and the, knew me on a comment thread.
0: The bridge of something or other, something like that.
1: To hold the bridge is already out. Yeah, that's, that's
0: just a weird name. I don't that, like that. Yeah. Hang on. Garf <laughs> Laugh next. Stick with, like, the naming of everything being, like, oh, oh, Lirial, Serial, Sabru. <laughs> oh a person I guess is different but still (laughs) oh yeah
1: hang on what's the new one I'm trying to see if Google has it
0: shall I have a little mooch as well yeah is it oh maybe I'm getting mixed up maybe there's not another one coming out no
1: there is because I remember us we you tagged me in something on Instagram that it was something about this series, and you were like you commented tagging me, and then I was like oh. yeah, and then someone commented replying to both of us saying like there's another one coming out, and we were both like sick.
0: <laughs> so there's Cereal, uh, Sabri a Sabriel, Liriel, a Clariel, Golden Hand. Oh, Tersal and Eleanor is coming out. Oh.
1: That's yeah, that must be the new one.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, t- tell us about the series. So in this world, there are two kingdoms, the old kingdom, where like most of the story is set, and kind of like the new is the new kingdom, but it's called like ancestral or something. Ancestral. I've only ever read the word, and yeah. I can't even say it how Tim Curry, the, <laughs> the narrator, says it in the audiobooks. Ancestral.
0: yeah Yeah. something
1: like that and that side of the wall is kind of technology wise and history wise kind of matches our 1940s kind of period 1930s Yeah. yeah but the other side in the old kingdom because of the magic there magic doesn't work and it's divided by a wall that was made by some very powerful magical people back in the day it's all very mysterious about who they are and the magic system in that one is called the charter. There are five charters, if you can really drill down into the law. I've just recently been listening to the audiobook, book, so I actually I think I know the five charters off my heart. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go for it. There's one in the people that made the wall, so wallmakers. Hmm. Two, the charters are in the people that keep the dead down. One in the royal family. And then I can't remember the fifth one. But I think that I did quite well No, <laughs> um, so well because I, I Yeah there's, there's there's a song they sing in it That the kids get taught as a nursery rhyme And I think because I'm listening to it While I sleep Somehow that has penetrated <laughs>
0: I've just remembered It's got a flying machine in this hasn't it Yeah the paper wings And that's one of the things that I've recently discovered I love him but I'm going to have to reread
1: The series Yeah you are <laughs> So the charter is accessed by they sketch the charter marks with their hands, but people like the Abhorson can also access it by notes. So they can whistle certain notes, and also they have bells. But those bells have very specific notes that have power behind them, and yeah. um, so the bells all have names like Sabbath and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact: It's actually named after church bells in Australia. Oh, that doesn't shock me. Yeah, so they're actually named after Church Bells in Australia because that's where he's from, the author. Yeah, and so our main character in the first book, Sabriel, her father is the Abhorsin, which is like a title, uh, and their job is to keep the dead down because in the Old Kingdom, the dead can rise again and it's a branch of magic called necromancy and free magic which is magic that is not bound by the charter and if you use free magic it corrupts you so it turns you into something inhuman yeah and basically the abhorsen have a version of free magic they use and necromancy they use to keep put the dead back to sleep which is something like the abhorsens have invented and passed down and only they can do they're kind of like a morally
0: grey character in that they're not good or bad they They do
1: do necromancy however they do it to put the dead back to sleep
0: but it's also if i remember correctly it kind of depends on the person of how yeah much they want to err on the good sides yes because obviously
1: because they can do necromancy they can bring things back from the dead Mm. so in the beginning you see sabriel like making little mistakes like she brings a bunny back from the dead for her friend and things like that and if you catch the spirit before it passes, so in this version of this world, death has different gates. So there's there's nine gates between where you, and it's the river of death and you pass through them and each gate does different things. Mm. And that's how souls become warped and like trapped in death and then come back out to life. And that's the possessed bodies and do like bad stuff. <laughs> and so if you catch the soul before it goes beyond the first gate, it's not like a zombie bad dead so yeah. there's where it's more like supposed to do that but then it's just a bunny and also it didn't go beyond the first gate so it's like yeah and so in Sabriel's world basically the whole kingdom has collapsed it's overrun by the dead her father put her in school across the wall and like in a normal boarding school that doesn't where she's barely taught magic She's taught about like how to be an Alportion from a book. She never actually goes to the old kingdom her whole life. And then her father goes missing. Yeah. And she has to go and find him. And when she crosses into the old kingdom, she finds all the things that are wrong. The there's things called charter stones that are bound in the land that help keep the charter in place. Yeah. And without the charter, the dead can get through from death more easily, and free magic is more prevalent and stuff like that. Yeah. And then so that's the first book and then it goes on from there to kind of figuring out more and more about how this corruption has happened. And there's other generations after Sabriel that try to fix it with her. And yeah, and you learn more about the five charters and what that actually means and stuff as well.
0: Yeah, it drew me in very quickly. Mm-hmm. Despite being, it's, it's high fantasy as well. Isn't yeah. it? it's, it's not a YA though, is it? It's an
1: adult, I think. You no, know, it's YA. There's no, there's no naughty scenes. There's no swearing. anything like that.
0: Yeah, and it a bit draws you in very quickly. A bit like the yeah. Grecia verse. Like, they make yeah. it... It's not confusing. It's easy to pick up. Like I mean, they, the characters are they, good. They have, they have a lot of information. Bet. And it's got a talking pet. Which yeah, is talking well, pet. talking animal, which is great.
1: And then the second book, Liriel, has a dog. And, oh, my God, I wanted that dog. <laughs> so badly.
0: The new book that's coming out, I just looked it up. It's about... How Sabriel's Parents Met.
1: Oh, sweet, because we I don't think they ever really solve that mystery, no. do they? We know about how Lurion's parents met.
0: Their stories, so it's a prequel about them.
1: Oh, well, that's cool. That's exciting. I to read. So,
0: yeah, I need to reread the bits I've read and then continue on with the series.
1: Yeah, all the audiobooks, are, I'm really enjoying the Audible ones.
0: That's how I've read them so far with the audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And I definitely need to continue that because the narrator's really good. Well, uh, I don't know there's different ones, but I listened to Tim Curry and he was great.
1: Yeah. The reading library ones, I think they are. Mm.
0: The ones that have Tim Curry.
1: So yeah, that's my next one. What about, what's your number two?
0: (laughs) Okay. So I think you've read this series, His Dark Materials. Yes. So this is like, yeah, one of those series that I've loved Since I first read it, you know, like those ones you think of when you're a teenager and you're just like full of love for them. That's
1: this. Yeah, I read them in uni as part of my children's literature course, but we only had to read the first one. But I had so little contact time, and my brother had all three of the original like covers and everything. Hmm. So I just read all three, and then I was the only person in the class that had read all three because I read them in a week, and everyone's like, "That's weird," and I was like, "Well, it's just you." Weird. <laughs> they're not weird they're so good how did you put it down the ending really annoyed me but because it's a good ending but I was like that's not the one I wanted <laughs> of the the trilogy yeah yeah mm. I haven't read obviously his newer ones yet because mm. I just bought them yeah I this one so
0: there's the original trilogy and there's at least two novellas to go along with it. I've got two novellas. I don't know if there's more, but I've got two. So there's The Northern Lights, Subtle Knife, Amber Spyglass. That's the trilogy. And then Mm -hmm. I've got Lyra's Oxford, and it's a book that follows Lee Scoresby, and it's called Once Upon a Time in the North.
1: Have you been watching, have you watched the BBC series? I watched the first series. I've not watched the second one. Uh, I was trying to watch the second one, but my beloved family were interrupting me too much. So I haven't, and and I wanted to binge it. I got a bit frustrated waiting for it, so I'm gonna binge it some other time.
0: Yeah, I do not, I do not recommend the film for anyone that hasn't watched it. Oh God, um, that's so awful, but yeah. So it follows. So it's set in a world very similar to ours, but not so similar. Um, in that people have a demon which is a a physical representation of their soul, I guess. And it's an animal and can shapeshift into different animals when you're a child. And then at some point, it kind of lines up with puberty, basically, the animal rests on one form. And And it takes that
1: form for the rest of your life. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's almost like, representation of what you're going to be as well isn't it so yes
1: yeah, so people who end up in like servitude positions typically like butlers will have a dog yeah like, exactly you know, yeah amen
0: yeah and like scholars seem to have like birds and stuff and, yeah Yeah, and it follows lyra who is an orphan because all good stories start with an orphan she has been raised in oxford the school which is obviously what we have in our world but it's kind of set but it's like it's a past world isn't it compared to ours it's not as-
1: kind of. in this world universities are kind of almost like governmental level institutes mm. and they have their own special laws and stuff like that so someone can claim sanctuary within a university within yeah. the school of scholars so they have slightly different powers because it's obviously the government is the magistrate isn't it
0: I yeah and like they don't have electronics and things like that so they're yeah <sighs> So she listens in on a conversation she's not meant to listen in on and finds out that some people, including her uncle, as real, mm-hmm. is looking into dust. And that kind of is the start of it all. So yeah. we find out that dust is something that. No one really knows where it is, but lots of different powers slash organisations think it's a different thing and they want to control it. It's all very much like government versus religion versus, I don't know, free will. And yeah. there's a lot of metaphors in it, but it works really, really well.
1: So basically, if you're a child, you don't attract the dust. And as you go through puberty, the dust comes towards you. And then as an adult, you are surrounded by it. And so yeah. is your daemon so there is a school of thought with like with the governing body that that is kind of like almost sin Mm. so as you get older you get less pure and the dust comes into you and they are trying to do things to stop the dust to to save the children and keep them pure it's very symbolic of the church and things like that and the soul and sin by Um, saving the children they hurt a lot of people (laughs) yeah so that what they do to save the children severs them from their souls Mm. without giving too much away like it essentially severs them from their souls and it's like okay that but they're pure forever now and they're claiming it's for the for the good
0: yeah so it's a lot of bullshit obviously (laughs)
1: um and then so then we
0: meet in the second book we meet someone called will who's from our world yeah that's when the worlds start intersecting. We find out about like there's so many worlds, blah, blah, blah. More, there's a scientist that goes into another world, and Lyra and Will meet up and they kind of become form a little team to try and figure out what's going on. Yeah. And then there's a third book. <laughs> yeah. with no spoilers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah so he's working on a new trilogy at the moment i think two of them are out is that the one that i've got the first one of the Belle yeah, savage i, think, that I think this series is called the book of dust and the first book's called the savage
1: yeah yeah and
0: i can't remember what the second one's called i don't know if it's out okay. yet i don't really want to tell people who's it in it then they Then I know who survives the books, (laughs) but yeah, it it follows one of the characters later on. We've probably actually mentioned this in a previous podcast, but oh,
1: because that's volume two. Okay, I'm gonna add that to my wish list. (laughs) So yeah, add things to my list. (laughs) One of those, it's a YA. Mm -hmm.
0: It's definitely high fantasy, I would say. Oh yeah, and And it's
1: it's very symbolic, like.
0: full of symbolism the first time I read it I didn't really get a lot of it but every time I've read it since I've picked up more and more and I just love it I think it's really good I think I think like you get pulled in quite quickly Lyra's lovable from the off so you really want to go on the adventure with her the dark characters are dark there's certain characters one in particular that is just evil for the sake of being evil I love it. And that's a good character because you yeah. rarely get that in stories. <laughs> yeah, just, just evil, 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 evil. Yeah, they don't even try, like, they do delve into a backstory for that character, but they don't try and say the character had something happen to, to make them evil. They're just evil.
1: In the TV series, I think they try and give her, like, a sympathetic backstory, mostly because I don't think a TV series can show a woman who is cruel to children. No. Which is the whole point. That's what that, that, whole thing is what philip Pullman is trying to play with Mm -hmm. Is that we're all shocked more shocked because it's a woman doing this to children like this is all her idea the whole operation is her idea she's very cruel that's what he's playing with but in the series they try the tv series they try and make her a bit more sympathetic yeah he's still like horrible so her
0: her reasoning behind it i think is just that she wants more power it's just
1: yeah, see in the TV series, they try to make it about how she had a baby young and then she, got, she grew up and she was sexualized and told God she is. was poor. And that's why she's trying to save the children from becoming impure. No. Of just,
0: Her. just we don't need that. Just let a character be. If it was a male character, they would have just let that character be morally bad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I think brave. that's in the TV series, they couldn't even that's what I mean. I think they could leave it alone and just let her be as evil as she is. There to give her like a reason. Yeah. So great
0: series. If you haven't read it yet, pick it up. Definitely stands the test of time, I think.
1: I almost put that down actually. And then I was like, I reckon you'll do it. Uh, Yeah, I totally did. (laughs) (laughs) And it's one of those ones that I really liked it when I read it, but I was one of those ones that sort of I've wanted to go back to. I I really loved it when I read it.
0: But. Every time I've gone back to it, I found something new in it, and I, yeah, it's really enjoyable.
1: Okay, so my next one is a very big one, which is Terry Pratchett's Discworld series, <laughs> of which there. <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I actually considered putting this on here But I thought I've only read two of them So I can't put it on here But I just know it's a fantastic series I just need to sit down and read them
1: Yeah, there are, I think in total Like 45 of them or something stupid mm. All set in this disc world Like universe However there's different series within it So there's like different threads That all are related to each other But they all kind of tie together And it's so, so clever I love them I did read all of them <laughs> in my first year of university nice. um yeah when I used to like read a lot <laughs> I had a lot of free time in all fairness at uni and
0: I started reading them I wanted to read them all this year but I just wasn't getting along with ebooks I want to read them physically I want to physically hold them so I'm gonna wait and treat myself to start buying them and read them that way
1: to be honest you could probably troll charity shops for them and get the original covers because my parents have got the original covers like from the 80s yeah that is definitely
0: what I want so on the website on Terry Pratchett's website you can download two orders in which to read them so like the publication order or the order that's separated by the character arcs
1: yeah. I rec- I would recommend doing it by the character arcs, to be That's honest. That's how
0: I was started. That's how I started doing it. Yeah. And I would save death for Lost.
1: Death is art and uh you know what? My favourites are the death series, the um the Tiffany series, the so not and the witch I really like the Witches series, but Tiffany like comes before that. And then I quite like the ones that uh, I can't remember the name of the series, but the ones that are to do with the police in An- Ank Morpork. I've got it printed out, hang on. Oh, do you have it? (laughs) I always have to Google it.
0: Yeah, I've got it in my uh, planning journal. So there's the City Watch, the Wizard slash Wind, which was the one I'd started with.
1: Oh, actually, I really like them as well. I don't maybe I just like all of them. The
0: Witches, Death, (laughs) Tiffany, Arching and the Nag Mac Feagles. Nag Mac Feagles, yeah. It's like too dark for me to read it. The moist upon lip wig and the standalones. There we go. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's random ones like Small Gods, The Fifth Elef- Elephant, that kind of the some of the main characters do dip in them. Like death is in pretty much every single one at some point. Yeah, oh, I love them. I love them so much. and like A lot of the books are really symbolic of different things as well like soul music is about the invention of rock and roll and stuff like that but set in the, the world so the disc world is obviously like an imaginary world which is shaped like it's a flat disc stands on the back of four elephants that stand on the back of a tortoise that moves through space
0: <laughs> because, of <course. laughs> because of
1: course and yeah a lot of them centred around like but then there's the there's ones most of them take take place in like ankh pork or up in the countryside but that's on the same like country but then some of the rinsing ones go to like what is essentially Australia but not <laughs> um, and there's other ones that go to like what seems like East Asia and stuff yeah um, he has a version of Conan like um Conan the Barbarian is like a version of What's his name? Oh, yeah. It invaded yeah. most of the, <laughs> the yeah, world at one point.
0: There's the ones I've read.
1: Oh, I can't believe it's
0: good now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and and it's all very um British humour as well, isn't it? So yeah. it's just kind of great.
1: He has lots of like funny lines, like that one I think we did in the the quotes, one of like one day the Big Bang happened and everyone's agreed that was a very bad idea or a sense, like those kind of ones. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Is oh, and Rincewind is the tourist, isn't he?
1: No, Rincewind is the wizard, wizard. and then but yeah, that's the books where the tourist appears.
0: Yeah, uh, two flowers. The tourist,
1: two flower. That's it. So like they're in peril, and he's just taking photos of things. Having done some travelling, people like literally do that. <laughs> that doesn't shock it, me. There's a bit where Rincewind talks about two flower. Like poets will stop to like write a poem about this flower. Artists will stop to draw it. Prince Wynn would step in it on his way to take a picture of something. Not when some two flower to step in yeah. it. Um, I was like, literally, if you've done any travelling, it's just people with cameras and their faces not looking at anything. Yeah, Genghis Khan.
0: G- Genghis yeah, there you Khan. go. Cohen the Barbarian. There we go. it's like a
1: very nice version of Genghis
0: Khan. <laughs> he's like he's like a himbo he's really dumb isn't he
1: but he's basically in there when Rincewind meets him he's already old so it's like <laughs> if he had lived to an old age yeah like his empire had been lost and stuff like that oh, um, yeah. yeah and there's like there's magic in this world and it they, yeah but
0: another <laughs>
1: high fantasy YA guy everyone <laughs> in a shocking turn of events <laughs> Basically, this world isn't for me. So yeah, I'd rather not be in this world. I'd rather read about other ones.
0: I do have some options that are not high fantasy. What wait, do I? Yeah.
1: Okay, I you are next anyway. So do you want to do it? Okay.
0: Well, well, I'm not actually gonna go with one of those options next. Next. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My next one is the Lunar Chronicles. I haven't finished this series, but I love it because I love retellings. And this is So you will have seen it, like Cinder and Cress and Scarlet and stuff. Yes, I have. I didn't know that was the name for the series. Yeah, The Lunar Chronicles is the series name by Marissa Mayer. She has a standalone, just going to mention it because it is Chef's Kiss. It's called Heartless and it's the origin story of the Queen of Hearts. Oh, okay. It's so, so good, so good. But that's not part of the series, but I just wanted to mention that. So Lunar Chronicles is in a world, I can't remember what the world's called, it's kind of loose, it's like, you know, it has Tokyo and things like that, but they're different to our version of it. And there's also the moon, and there's people that live on the moon, which are called, I think they're just called Lunars, I I haven't read it recently, so apologies if I'm getting these wrong. And it follows, each book follows a different character, but they all... Intertwine on their adventures. I like ones like that. And each of the main characters are based on a fairy tale. So the first one, Cinder, is based on Cinderella. It's basically what if Cinderella was half a cyborg? You know, <laughs> what if Cinderella was half a cyborg? Oh <laughs> in a world where cyborgs, you know, seen as slaves and worthless? So she could, she is human passing because she is cyborg inside. She has, like, a leg and an arm that are cyborg, but she covers them up with clothes, so she's human passing. And then the second one is Scarlet, which is, like, Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. But what if she was a badass and drove a spaceship? You know, like, these kind of things. Yeah,
1: okay, I love that.
0: But there's a lot of space element, obviously, because there's the moon. And the overarching kind of thing is that the Queen of the Lunars basically wants to take over Earth and... There's a, a child that people think well, would be an adult now. There was a child yeah. that can take over the throne from the Lunar Queen. So a lot of people believe this kid is alive, or, you know, an, an adult, and are trying to find, locate this adult, because they are actually next in line for the throne. So, yeah, there's, there's wars and stuff in it. It's really, really good. I don't really, okay, it's kind of hard to talk about, because they all yeah. intertwine at some point. But I, I've not finished the series. It's fantastic what I have read.
1: Interesting. Okay. I, I had no idea that's what they were about. Mm. So, I that's in, uh, another thing to go on the wish list. Oh, God. Yeah. Another
0: high <laughs> fantasy
1: one. <laughs> and
0: the second book, yeah, Charlotte. Oh, my God. The characters in it remind me of some characters from the Six of Crows duology. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> tactful <laughs> so basically read both <laughs> series is what i'm saying <laughs> and then come back and tell me which ones you think i think <laughs> are the same oh my goodness yeah so have i sold that to you it yeah, was a bit of what if cinderella was half cyborg wasn't it you were like yeah. i did
1: not think that's what they were about at all like i don't really enjoy fairy tale retellings oh it's a it's a yeah. jam Yeah definitely...
0: I really like retellings, and my specific retelling that I love is Beauty and the Beast.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm going to be saying
0: this. There's a a short story collection by Cameron Garcia, or something, is it called Her Body and Other Parties, and that is like retellings oh, yeah. of different fairy, well, different... Stories like fairy stories and stuff, fairy mm. tales, I guess. and that is really, really good. That's like a feminist retelling.
1: Well I mean, to be fair, the, the ones we know, the ones that a lot of the Disney ones are based on are the aren't the Grimms ones, they are the Hans Christian Anderson yeah. ones. and he wrote them as cautionary stick tales for posh ladies, mm. well-bred ladies. So they are rewritten and retold in a way that is very <laughs> kind of teaching a certain narrative. Yeah, yeah. Which is then why obviously you've got all these feminist retellings.
0: Karma Maria Machado. She also wrote In the Dream House. I don't know if you've seen that. They sound familiar. But fantastic. I very much recommend. Okay. Did you just like sigh and go over to your your TBR? Like add them on. (laughs)
1: Literally look what I've got open on Amazon. I have been adding things to my wish list while we've been talking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i love that all right who needs money
0: <laughs> but she writes she that it's all fantasy sci-fi horror mix and it's fantastic great
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for your recommendations <laughs> hi guys we decided to split this into a part one and a part two <laughs> Thanks for listening. Check out the link tree in our Instagram bio for our blogs, TikToks and our own Instagrams.